welcome to episode 51 of the Classical Guitar Composers Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Hales, and I'm back. I think I just experienced the most disgusting sound in the world just now, because I sat down to do the podcast, and I got the mic set up, put my headphones on, you know, kind of did a sound check, and then I proceeded to start eating a bowl of Cheez-Its, and it was extremely loud into the microphone, uh, straight into my eardrums from the headphones, and I'm sitting here listening to myself chew in stereo, wondering what I was thinking bringing a bowl of snacks down with me when I'm about to do the podcast. So I've been just sitting here for the last 15 minutes finishing off this thing so I can start talking. Because if I didn't finish it and it's just sitting there, then I'm, gonna, I, I'm just going to keep stopping to take another bite. I'm never one to... Uh, resist what's sitting in front of me. So, it's been a bit, but I am back, and let me talk about the future of this show, and just let me give you the conclusion before I give you all the stuff so that you're not sitting here in in anticipation. Uh, The conclusion is that for now, I do plan to continue doing the show for the foreseeable future, but... That being said, we're going to see how it goes. So let me just kind of share with you what's been going on. Um, the last show I did was in April, and I I don't really recall what the topics of conversation were, not that it matters too much, but I, I do recall that I was talking about going to see Jason Vio, who was coming in May, and I was really excited about it, and then when the time came, I was unable to go. And the reason I was unable to go was just because there was too much going on in my life that needed to be taken care of. And, you know, I, I, I was pretty bummed, but I ultimately just like came to the conclusion that I just couldn't go. And um, life never slowed down. <laughs> like, I didn't have time. I wasn't able to make it happen. And then, like, nothing has relented since. So, again, remember the conclusion is, for now, I'm planning to continue doing the podcast, because I really do enjoy doing this. The reasons there have been no episodes for a few months is, um, one, I've been just really busy, as I was starting to allude to. I always think that, oh, when this, you know, I get past this hurdle or that, then things will slow down, but, you know, I've just... Years and years of telling myself this, and I'm just, I'm finally learning that things don't. They don't slow down. I don't see anything in my life slowing down anytime soon. And I can absolutely see ways it's going to only increase. So, I had a very busy year, summer, you know, and then with what spare time I did have, you know, I I spent it uh, in the mountains as much as possible. In the mountains, on the lakes outside. And uh, I've come to realize something, because it it has been getting more and more difficult to get this podcast recorded each month. And, you know, it's more, it takes me a long time to do a podcast. I wish it didn't, but the truth is, I talk really slow. My kids make fun of me for this. Like, it, I, I, there, there are huge pauses between sentences that you guys don't hear because I snip them out. 
but it takes me a while to record it, and then it takes me forever to edit the freaking thing. And that's okay, but it, you know, it becomes difficult to find time to do that. When I started this podcast, it was 2018, uh, which is kind of, I'm like, wow, I've really been doing this that long, but yet I've only put out 50 episodes, you know. But uh, in 2018, my life, uh, it doesn't, my life today doesn't resemble what it did in 2018. It's very, very different. And obviously, uh, 2020 happened, and it didn't just happen to me, it happened to every person on the planet. But, uh, for, I, I don't really want to get into that other than to say, I did a lot of reevaluating uh, what, what matters to me during that time, and brought some things back into my life that I had allowed to slip away. You know, and now as a, as a guy in my late 30s, uh, raising a family, there is a lifestyle that comes with that that I absolutely love. And uh, it, it might not be for everybody, but it is for me. But it doesn't allow for a lot of free time. You know, and that's, I think that's fairly normal. You know, when I was 20, uh, I was able to uh, play in bands, write music, uh, and yet still, like, go fishing multiple times a week and... Today, I have to prioritize things a little more, but, uh, you know, so when everything came to a screeching halt a few years ago, you know, the one positive, you know, personally that I can take away from it is that it was like the for first time in, in, you know, years, you know, at least like 13 years where I had um, stopped and just taken a breath and, and been like, what am I doing? And, uh, you know as I'm sure is the case for probably most people, like, like, life really hasn't been the same since. But it just kind of uh, gave me a chance, not for the first time in my life, really, to look at the trajectory it was going and say, this is not good, let's change it. So, it, it reminds me, so, like, a long time ago, I mean, not terribly long time ago, but say, like, it was probably about 10 years ago, you know, I used to have cable, right? And I found that what I would do was I'd come home from work and I would just want to sit down on the couch for five minutes to kind of decompress. But there was a remote right there. I'd always pick it up, turn on the TV, and I'd just start flipping channels. And then, you know, I realized, like, I was like, I'm watching TV and I don't even like what I'm watching. And I'm, I'm, it's not what I want to do with my time. Why am I doing this? So I got, I got rid of cable. It, was, it wasn't like a, oh, we can just stream everything now type of decision. It was like, no, I'm eliminating TV from, like, daily life. You know, and, and then we'd just, like, maybe watch a movie on the weekend. but Or a few shows even off of Netflix or something. But, you know, and then what I filled that with back then was guitar practice. And then, you know, things change, of course, over the years. So I, I still I haven't had cable since, like. That I've never looked back there, but, uh, you know, nowadays I practice guitar early in the morning. So when it comes down to, like, what, you know, the things that uh, have to be in my life, well, playing guitar is on that list. It, it makes the cut. <laughs> it's always going to make the cut. 
composition is just kind of, it's something I try to work into as part of playing guitar. It's, you know, so I have streaks. Unfortunately, I'm on a very dead one right now. Maybe I might get into that in a second, but um, doing this podcast is very important to me. I love doing this podcast, but I'm going to be honest with all of you. If it came down to it, doing the podcast does not come above being able to spend time outdoors. And so doing one podcast a month isn't that big deal. Isn't that big of a deal usually. It shouldn't be. I mean, it requires like one Saturday morning or in the case right now, a Friday afternoon. But it's amazing, you know, if I, if I think, okay, let's say for the month of July, you know, I, there's, I want to go camping with my family. I also would like to get my boat out on the lake and then but there's always, oh, I also have to fix a trailer, and I have to fix a truck, and, and so all these things add up, and that's kind of what happened this summer. There was a lot of repairing things. It's just like a wave of repairs I've had to do, and so it with the remaining weekends, to tell you the truth, I just haven't wanted to sit down and do this. I, I've needed to get out. I need to get away from the computer. I love what I do. For a living, in fact, we've we've moved to a really nice studio now. We're we're just huge improvements in the environment I'm working in and in the equipment I get to work on now and and stuff like that. But uh, it is still at the end of the day, me sitting on my butt in front of a screen, and and sometimes I just really don't want to do any more of that. <laughs> so when the one free weekend is left after all the repairs and and whatever, you know, kids' performances. Those are all great things. But there's this one free weekend left in the month, right? I'm going to choose the mountains or the fishing or whatever. I'm going to choose something outside every time. And here's the other part. I haven't had any submissions, <laughs> so there's been no, like, motivation. A lot of the time, like, you know, I, I, if you send me music... I often have, like, a whole line of folks waiting to get their music on the show, and I don't want to put you off, so there there has not been somebody waiting in these four months to get their piece aired. If there had been, I probably would have made time for it. So, the reason, now let's get back to this, the reason I said for the foreseeable future is because I haven't had a submission in months. And, you know, I mean, if that continues to be the trend, well, then there's, uh, you know, <laughs> then I'd say, hey, we had a good run. Love y'all. Good night. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I know there's there's slow times. There's uh, busier times. So don't please don't listen to that as if it's like a threat or something like you better send pieces. Or else I'm going to end the show. It's not like that. I can always dip into the vault. I, do, I just don't feel the same kind of pressure to to record a podcast and dip into the vault as I do if somebody sends me something new. So that's basically why there hasn't been podcasts for a few months. And I will tell you the truth. I, I During that time, I considered ending the podcast. I, I wasn't going to... I was always going to at least come on and do a final show. Uh, but, but I never... Uh, I never quite got to that point where I 
said, okay, I'm going to end it because I, I truly missed it. And, uh, and then some of you have written in to me, which I really appreciate <laughs> because I was also in a bit of a, uh, self-pity mode where I was like, ah, oh, nobody cares anyway. Nobody seems to be paying attention. And, uh, some of you obviously do care and, you know, I, I, I guess I'm a somewhat volatile person because <laughs> like, <laughs> it was nice to, it was nice to know that. Okay. I don't know if I explained it very well, but, um, the gist of it is I'm going to keep doing the show, but, uh, we also have to see how it goes with submissions and if it's realistically feasible. I mean, I, th I think it is. So there might be more months that get missed, but, but there shouldn't be another four month streak. I, I really will try to not let that happen again. The month I can't guarantee right now is October. October's a busy month anyway for me every year, but in recent years it's gotten much more condensed, so we'll see how that goes. But I've already decided I'm not going to do the Halloween episode this year, and the reason because the reason why is because I haven't been doing episodes, and I still want to keep the show a largely classical guitar podcast. Those episodes are meant to be just sort of fun change-up episodes, but, you know, when... <laughs> I think the last Halloween episode would only probably be a few episodes ago, so probably wait till next year to do another one of those. Jeremy actually has a really fun idea, but I think we're going to postpone that one a year. So hopefully that sums up uh, what's going on with the future of the show, and um, honestly, I mean, hopefully uh, things pick back up and I'm able to prioritize it better. I really hope that's the case. And... Either way, fear not for now, I will keep putting out episodes for the foreseeable future. Also during this time, <laughs> uh, guitar kind of slipped away a little bit too there. I've gotten back into the practice routine now, but um, it was pretty spotty there for a while, which pretty much eliminated comp composition. And uh, so I was on the last... Via Lobos Etude in my quest to have played all 12 Etudes, and I just, I don't really like number 12. I, I learned it enough to say, okay, here's how you play it. Um, I did not get it up to speed, so I, I, can't, I can't say that I was playing it fluently, but I thought, yeah, I'm good. And so I've I've moved on. I'm done with Via Lobos. I mean, I did like, I did play it for a while. I just never got it up to full speed, and you know, I just didn't feel any enthusiasm for that one. And I it might just be that I'm tired of playing those because they're 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 hard and they're weird. And you know, I when you're not playing a lot, you it's hard to prioritize etudes. You know, it's like I don't want to play an actual so I kind of gave 12 a half-hearted effort I don't remember what my rating system was for the Villalobos I, I I think it was stars but I don't know but uh, you know I would give it like a 50% on the maybe a little less for me I just don't really like number 12 I almost feel like number 12 sounds like he was as in a hurry to be done writing those as I was to be done playing them. <laughs> like, 
there's it's just kind of yeah please tell me if i'm wrong or if i'm being blasphemous but i don't even really see the uh technical value of that etude i mean it's a lot of sliding i guess kind of burns up your fingertips it's a great callus builder if you need one so i've got this other book of etudes by uh, uh, someone else can't think of the guy's name right now and I've played one of them before, and I, th I, I thought it was actually kind of a cool etude, and so I was going to dip back into that book, and then I, I need to look at some pieces. I'm still working on that Morel piece, uh, Little Rhapsody, which is a way cool piece, and I'm still absolutely in love with that one. And I don't... Yeah, I had such a spotty practicing summer that I, I can play the thing all the way through, but I still don't have it memorized, and... There's still some rough patches that I can play up to speed only after I've been like doing some run-throughs. So it's not there yet, by any means. And then, I, I, I'm actually, I haven't decided what else I'm going to do. So, we'll see. I will tell you this, also, I did not make it to Jason Vio, but I do have some concert tickets now. And these, I've, I've already paid for these, so I will not be missing this one. And... It's Aerosmith. I'm going to that farewell tour that they've announced. And I know, like, it's an annoying thing where rock bands announce their farewell tour and then they just keep touring. And they they do their farewell tour. Like, Kiss has done, like, 20 <laughs> farewell tours. It seems like Motley Crue does a farewell tour every other year. You know, and then they, like, these bands will do, like, a farewell tour and then they just do another one or a comeback tour or whatever. Um, I actually kind of believe Aerosmith on this one but either way i don't care if it's the last tour or not i just i i'm i'd like to go see them again this is the first concert i ever went to and i loved it i'm an absolute aerosmith nut and i'm not a non-discerning fan like uh, aerosmith hasn't put out anything good in you know nearly 30 years but i don't care they're still a great band. I don't think they play anything from the last 30 years live anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they stick to the tried and true stuff. I, I am excited though. Uh, you know, I saw Tom Hamilton said that they're uh, playing some stuff they haven't played for a long time. That you know, I, I'd love to get into hearing them play some like deep cuts and stuff like that. I some some of their old stuff. I yeah. They've been a band who's they will get into that stuff. They'll play kind of a mix of the hits, but they'll also throw out some gems for the diehard fans too. So I'm, I'm staying off of, uh, I don't want to see any set lists before I go. I just, I want to go and just soak it all in and have a good time. So, and, and what works out really nicely for me is it's the day before Thanksgiving. So it, it might as well be a Friday night on a Wednesday. I'm really excited about that one. And, uh, you know, okay, I there's one thing I'm a little concerned about, though, because there's Aerosmith's status is, is one that will bring in a lot of different types of concert goers, right? So I'm sure you have this everywhere, but it's definitely a thing around here where you, you have these folks of a certain generation maybe who really just like to go to concerts they don't care who it is they'll go see anybody and 
especially classic rock. And that's fine. I, I think it's great. If you want to go see a band, it, you don't have to be a fan to go see the band. If you, you want to spend money and go to a concert, that's fine. But these people often want you to sit down. And that's what concerns me because I, I've got like decent seats, but, but we're, we're, we're in the seats and we're not, <laughs> we're not on the bottom of this arena here. We're, we're up a ways and I, it, we're in like the nosebleeds, not the full on all the way back nosebleeds, but we're, you wouldn't call these like great seats, right? And I feel like I can just feel that there's going to be someone behind me who taps me on the shoulder and says, sir, would you mind sitting down? And I'm going to say no. And it's going to be a big thing. It's, you know, it's, it's happened to me several times before. One notably, uh, when I went to the dead, <laughs> it was at um, this amphitheater in Salt Lake that's outdoors. And, you know, it, it's the dead. People don't really sit down at dead concerts. Maybe far back they do, but, you know. I wasn't going to. No one, nobody was where I was at. Nobody was except the woman behind me. She didn't want to stand up. Everyone around, it wasn't just me. It's not like I, everyone's sitting down and I'm this one guy who's got to stand up. It, everybody's standing, but, but she happens to be sitting behind me and so thinks that, you know, I should sit, I should have to sit down. And I said, no. And she got very upset and, uh, laid curses on me and, you know, really let me have it. And I just kind of was like, yeah, well, I'm not sitting down. <laughs> and I just kind of did my thing. I heard her tell her husband, uh, well, I don't remember what she, she just was going off about me. And he, <laughs> he says to her, I wouldn't have sat down for you either. <laughs> so even he was on my side, but, uh, I've seen some arguments about this recently online because I, I was reading about um, this Iron Maiden tour that's going on right now that I so badly want to see but it's not coming my way at least for now and uh, somebody was basically taking that woman's position and they would have been in the same situation as her and there was a lot of people who were on the side of this person they're like well yeah if you're in seats you're supposed to sit down at a concert. There's a standing area. And if you want to stand, you need to go buy tickets for the standing area. Do you know, you know what tickets for standing areas cost these days? Like, that's absurd. And yes, there's a seat there. It gives me a designated spot and it gives me somewhere to sit when the band isn't playing. But nobody sits down. At least the majority of people. I mean, that's a boring concert. The bands don't want people to sit down. They're always like, stand up, stand up. You know, the people are sitting down. So is it bad concert etiquette to stand? I'm curious what you all think. A classical guitar audience might feel a little differently, but, you know, keep in mind, we're not talking about a freaking recital here. We're talking about a rock concert. A very loud electric concert. I feel that it's bad etiquette to ask someone to sit down at, at an event like this. I think it's absurd. But I'm I'm wondering, like, is this a more divided thing than I realized? Because when that woman was letting me have it at the Dead concert, I, I 
I thought she was like the craziest person I'd ever met. And to me, she still is. Like, I still think that's an insane thing to ask. What I'm wondering more and more is uh, <laughs> how not unique is that? Now, I've been to sit-down concerts as well, like uh, Hot Tuna, <laughs> if you know who they are. Hot Tuna came as a three-piece, uh, I think it was in like 07, 08, no, I think it was 07, and um, they played at this uh, bar venue um, where there's normally this big floor, but they had set out seats. So it was like kind of implied that it would be a sit-down concert. It was kind of interesting. And we sat down, and they did it, They did an all-acoustic show. And I loved it. I, actually, it was like this really intimate concert, but it, it worked because it was acoustic. It was, you know, a little more of a low-key kind of performance. And it was a very intimate performance. It was not a you know, loud in your face rock band. So that to me was totally appropriate. I also went to a Bella Fleck and the Flecktones concert, which normally uh, that band has a lot of movement in the audience, a lot of, you know, dancing hippies and whatnot, but uh, they were playing at a venue that just didn't lend itself to that, and it worked. I mean, they're, they're a jazz band. And you could totally just sit down and watch them go. It was amazing. It, it was actually, I think that's the best concert I've ever seen in my life. But, again, I can't imagine going to Iron Maiden and even in that venue. Nobody's going to sit down. So, I just think that's nuts. And I guess because I read this stupid argument on the internet, I like have this fear that... Someone's going to ask me to sit down at Aerosmith. Or, like, at the very least, like, it's going to be a boring crowd. Hopefully not. I hope not. So, all that being said, how about we uh, pour an iced tea and reach into the vault? Let's pull out some music we haven't heard in a while. I'm going to reach back into some music that we featured in episode 32 by a composer named Jeff, or excuse me, not Jeff, Jared Coffin. And these two pieces are called Sidera Lumen and Winter Chickadee. And I'll play those right now in that order. Enjoy. No.
All right, there it is. We've just heard Sidera Lumen and Winter Chickadee by Jared Coffin. Thank you, Jared. It's not often we uh, hear choral music on this show, but I love the opportunity to feature something a little different that highlights the classical guitar or makes, even if it doesn't highlight the classical guitar, but just finds a place for it, it's always welcome on this show. So with that, I'm going to call it a show and I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, keep on plucking. Thank you.